You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. And we are live. All right, so this is going to be obviously spoilers for Ex Machina. Um, I know we're late to the game, or should I say I'm late to the game, <laughs> uh, kind of as usual. But uh, Luxury recommended this to me, um, what was it, two years ago or something? And I just... Yeah, it was probably winter of 2017, about, yeah. Yeah, so might be. But then uh, I, uh, yeah, I just recently saw it and... Uh, you didn't spoil it for me, but somebody – I forget who did. I think it was either like well, – first of all. It could have been me. <laughs> here's uh, the here's – the oh, maybe it was – Was it Yeah, Jurak? maybe it was you, but you – I mean you told me like you were going to you know spoil it type of thing, and I was like, that's fine. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, here's another tangent. I think we've talked about this before, but – the whole fucking, you know, like, if you don't watch something the day of nowadays with all the memes going around, it's like... You can't... Nobody, oh, these people, don't, these people, people don't care. They don't care Dude, at they, all. They have no common decency. Yeah. It's just... You know, but it's now it's a race to be, like, the coolest, you know, like, oh, let me... Like, I... Yeah. So, yeah. I, are you referring to this, uh, the Mandalorian? No, but I'm just talking about, like... Like, Infinity War is the first time I noticed it. I think that was it. Um, there was just, like, spoilers all over the place. And it was, like, actually, maybe Game of Thrones. But mm-hmm. it was just, like, they do memes and stuff. And it's, like, it's not only... Like, sometimes they, like, explicitly say it. But other times they just, like, reference it to the point of it. Like, it's, like, I can put two and two together. You know, like, yeah. just by reading the title and, like, looking at the picture or something like that. You, you know? can't just be, like, spoiler alert and then... Like, especially if you're talking about like, Instagram's a huge meme uh, platform. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, spoiler alert. And then like, oh, let me just scroll past this. Like, no, because as soon as you scroll past it and then you close the app and you open it back up, the next picture is going to show something like, well, dude, like you weren't doing anybody a favor. Like <laughs> it was it was veiled courtesy um, in attempt to get your basically get your likes up. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to need them to stop that. Yeah, exactly. It, I wonder, too, how many of those accounts are, like, like 16-year-olds? You know, like the, the page runners these days, you know? Yeah. Like I wonder. That's yeah. interesting. Because like it's, like, it's its own type of genre of comedy, you know? Um, yeah. And a lot of, like, I think that also there's a lot of, like, you see – I think some of the the better memes are ones where they screenshot Twitter and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it'll be like, hey, like somebody says something and then like to be controversial or that they think is highly um, sophisticated and somebody below that makes another comment that just destroys them or um, it turns it into something completely different, which is funny. Uh, I wonder a lot of times if those if people make a contract with somebody or have a fake account, they'll be like, oh, you know, this is oh, like, for instance, the, the good example of this is the or not quite, but the Jaden Smith and J. Cole meme. Have you seen this? Yeah, I saw it with uh, Will Smith. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Jaden Smith is talking to J. Cole and is like, you've inspired me so much or something along the lines. And then Will Smith below comments like. Well, fuck me, I guess. Uh, 
you know, like it's it's pretty clear that's fake. But like, there's a lot of times where you see people uh, like they'll screenshot their text and it'll be like them texting their mom or dad, and then it'll be something off the wall. And you're like, okay, like that. I'm pretty sure that was fake. Like, there's like if that actually happens, sure, that's hilarious. But like at this at this point, um, people are just being clever, and then they're trying to make it into a interesting way to do it, and just basically posing as faux impromptu responses, you know? Yeah, I think they're just like taking their Twitter thing and just getting rid of the text and then typing over it type of thing. Yeah. But um uh shit, what was I gonna say? Just talking about like young kids running these sites and stuff like that. Or oh yeah, they... I think and I think part of it is like they just don't have the um yeah, like you said, they they just want to throw things around or get it out there the first, you know. Yeah. And so they they don't give a shit about like who's in their way, essentially that type of stuff. But no, the, it's crazy. So first of all, two things. <clears throat> uh, we're completely off topic as usual, but the <laughs> the uh, first of all, TikTok is going rampant right now. I don't. Do you, are you on that? No, I'm. It's you know that's how we know we're old type of thing. We're not on the latest, you know, and greatest type <laughs> of thing. Like much. Snapchat, Snapchat. I was late to the game as well, but um, it's like at, at what point are we gonna have so many things? Like like Instagram has screenshots of uh, Twitter, like you said, and then sometimes it has snaps, and then sometimes it has uh, TikToks or it has yeah. a lot of TikToks, and it's like. Uh, let's like, can we simplify this? You know what I mean? <laughs> and just I'm do sure it all on Twitter. One. What's that? Just you just got to do it all on one or something, you know? Yeah. Exactly. We're in it. We're inundated with too many services. Uh, it's, it's again, it's the paralysis of just being bombarded, overly bombarded with products. Like, and I'm gonna go further off topic. I'm gonna say there's way too many streaming services now too. Um, yeah, because that's what. Well. There's so like everybody has their niche kind of, you know, yeah. and that's what like uh, not to be cliche, but that's what seems like millennials and like we want type of thing is like it's not, though. <laughs> well, 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 what I should say is like it seems like a lot of people are trying to market towards like either boxes to your door, like the subscription boxes or yeah. the, yeah, the streaming of some sort of like either music or something else. Like I saw there's another um audiobook uh service and i'm like i think audible has got that kind of covered but yeah. yeah well like you look so like at first it was like pretty much it was just netflix you know like, okay netflix cool oh um, and they had like, uh films and stuff like that yeah yeah like, so you got you got netflix and it was pretty much they had all kinds of movies you can get them delivered to your door you can just stream it straight to whatever device you got uh, and then, you know, HBO hops in and they make their own. We we're kind of like, ah, HBO, well, maybe. Okay, they got Game of Thrones, so I'll buy it. And then Showtime does it. They got a couple of their own little shows. You know, they got, um, um, what do you call it? What's, what's a good one? Um, the Spy one with Carrie. Um, I can't think of the name. Like, Homeland. Homeland, that was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, like... All these people, they're starting to suck their own um, or they suck their shows back from these providers, whether it's Hulu, Netflix or um, whatever. So like Disney's pulling all of their stuff off of Netflix just to put it, make sure it's on their platform. Um, you had Pandora at first, right? 
and then you had Spotify kind of change the game. Then Apple Music comes out. Then there's more and more things that are just there's just so many things that you can't you can't really focus in. Some of them are putting out good products. So like I'd say that Hulu and Netflix are pretty good at making original content. They have some good they have some good stuff. But now like all these different people, essentially you're just back to a cable subscription. The whole reason you had uh, streaming services so you could kind of quote unquote dish cable and just stick to one thing and you can get everything in that one service. Now you got to have five different services if you like, uh, you know, two shows. So it's, uh, I'm not a fan of it. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about it. It's like kind of going back towards cable. But I remember I saw a meme which was like, you know, if you get all these services, you're paying, I don't know, whatever, like 100 or 200 a month or something like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. you guys got to figure your shit out, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, dude, I'm not, I'm just not watching anything anymore. I got, if, if they're going to keep doing this, I'm picking yeah. two streaming services. I'm picking Netflix and Hulu. And if it ain't on there, I ain't seen it. Yeah. And that's, it's really annoying to be like, you know, you got to watch this show, but then you got to watch this other thing, but then you got to play it from this app or something like that yeah. and get it on over here, over here and you can't log into your account. And yeah. that's just bullshit. But, too too um, much sauce. Too much sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so going back to Ex Machina. Yeah, Ex of course. Machina. Spoilers, but um, this kind of uh, – maybe we brought up in our AI podcast, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah long For story sure. short – it's about really centers around the Turing test, which is if you can not if you if you can't tell if a robot's human, then they pass the test of being like kind of human. Um, yes. So so it goes around this and like basically I, he's basically a um, a Go- the Google CEO right, but it's like called yeah. something else, Blue Book or something. I think. Yeah, it's what whatever it's called. It's it's the equivalent of being you know a uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos um that type of character um except for a little bit more of a recluse you know kind of a odd like he's kind of in there everywhere but anyways go on and i think his name is nathan right yeah 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 and so he gets this guy he's like in the i don't know he's in like portland or something in the wilderness or something like that so he's like totally secluded he gets this guy uh i don't even fucking remember his name yeah i mean so we'll just, you mean he's the he's the protagonist, the main character. Yeah, let me uh, let me double check it real quick. But um, he he invites his his one of his employees. Like he said, like oh he's employee of the month, so he's gonna come and live with me for like a week or something. And then little does he know, he finds out that the CEO Nathan actually wants him to do the Turing test against one of his robots. Um, mm. And yeah, long story short, it gets yeah, to be where that's the. Ro- <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I think that point is when you, you start to see it. Sorry to cut you off, but um, no, go ahead. Uh, the initiation of the touring test is kind of where this. I don't know if I wouldn't call it. This isn't quite a horror. It's more of a thriller, sci-fi thriller. Yeah, kind of on the verge of horror. Um, that's kind of where the I guess the whole um, the whole movie kind of begins, and it, it runs down some. It it, it it offers up basically some ethical dilemmas for the protagonist. I can't like if you ever figure out the guy's name. Uh, it offers up some moral and ethical uh, dilemmas for this guy to work through. And um, centered around. You said Caleb. Yep. 
so for it gives a moral and ethical dilemmas for Caleb to work through. Um, essentially, the this AI uh, named Ava, which also I named my uh, motorcycle Ava after this movie. Oh uh, God! I did because the reason the reason I say this and this is going to be a early spoiler alert. The there's so many nannies, uh, and when I say nannies, uh, like electronic rider aids, so like traction control, wheelie control, uh, ABS, gotcha. um, a bunch of different stuff. There's so many things. It makes you feel like you can do anything on the motorcycle that it's like, there's nothing there, but at the right moment, it will let you know it's still a 200 horsepower, 500 pound piece of rolling death at the last moment, just when you think you're comfortable, it'll, it was, it lets you know I'm in control here. Um, <laughs> you, you're just a pink squishy body and I'm here. Uh, and I, I just manipulated you into thinking that it was your world and you were doing some good stuff when no, you're not ready for this. Um, so anyways, that, that's basically why I named the, my motorcycle that that's a sidebar, but anyways, so he goes through and he starts basically, he essentially falls in love with this uh, piece of AI because the AI, um, we, we end up figuring out that the main, the main, or not the main character, the, the CEO, Nathan, has developed it so that it can, it's basically its trick is to manipulate people um, into thinking it's a, um, it's an actual sentient being instead of um, he kind of goes about it differently instead of just having interactions that are so human, like you can't tell it's, it goes about feeding off of um, our own human emotion to manipulate that. And that's how it's actively trying to uh, figure out how it can basically convince you that it's a human instead of just having normal human interactions, if that makes sense. So, um, <clears throat> He goes through that, and that kind of, I think, goes to where you're headed with it. Yeah, and so, well, I guess we could finish it off. And so, yeah, so he gets manipulated, and then um, I suppose there's some more details in there, but long story short, he gets, um, you know, he, he thinks he's going to run away with Ava, which is so weird. Because, but, uh, because he feels that like it's weird. And it's odd because he she does such a good job at manipulating him. She makes she makes him feel that she is essentially a human being that he's going to maybe not maybe not run away with being love, but that she is a human being with feelings and thoughts and her own personality and that she deserves to not be abused, um, quote unquote, sexually by this overlord who's the company founder. Yeah, and I forgot that um, she, like, brings up the fact that – or she does, you know, the classic thing where it's like, um, what's going to happen to me when you leave or something like that? And all, and he, like – Caleb sees that Nathan had, like, previous uh, versions, and they were, like, trying to fight against him and, like, trying to escape. And he, like, obviously was um, – well, I mean, they were, like, a computer, so he was, like, just shutting them down or, like, um, they would, like – 
almost destroy <clears throat> themselves trying to escape and all this type of stuff, and he would treat right. them bad, badly and stuff. So that made Caleb more like he basically turned Nathan, or I guess Ava kind of turned Nathan into a villain in Caleb's mind. And so yes. Caleb tries to escape with Ava, and then Ava does the old switcheroonie. <laughs> <laughs> That's to put it lightly. <laughs> the biggest switcheroonie of all time, and uh, uh, turns on him and basically. Uh, here's a huge spoiler is that uh, Caleb gets locked in there and Ava gets out uh, and Nathan dies. Um, yeah. Nathan, but got, so, Nathan got murdered by Ava and partially because um, partially because Caleb set up this elaborate um, basically ruse to get them in the same room and um, she killed him. Um, yeah. And, and also to be, to, to, also add in a little bit of extra Nathan basically told Caleb that he was like, Hey, Nate, uh, Caleb being the protagonist that, Hey, it, it worked. She is just a robot and she tricked you. You fallen in love with her. Test is over, dude. Like don't just, you just need to stop this because test is over. She beat you. Don't worry about it. It's just a robot. And he's, he's so far gone she did such a good job that he's convinced that she he's just manipulating her. And there's even a point, which I forgot about, that he starts questioning. Like, she does such a good job of playing into his motions and giving him just enough humanity that he almost feels that she is a uh, she is a sentient being. And he starts questioning if he himself is a robot. And he actually cuts himself and starts looking in. Um, basically to see kind of the sinew in his own body to like on his arm to judge if he is a robot or not. Um, she did that, that good see, job. That, that shit was kind of crazy to me. I don't know. I mean, who knows how technology is going to improve and all that type of stuff. And obviously in the film, it's like Ava is, um, well, I don't forget how to pronounce her last name, Alicia Vikander or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it? She said super hot. Yeah, yeah. So um obviously it's like a real person and then they did cgi to like fix her body but in real life if it was a robot i mean just seeing videos of these like sex dolls uh, <laughs> oh my god those sex dolls those <laughs> things are so real okay i should i should clarify <laughs> that i'm not watching sex doll porn <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh just like of news coverage of them, I, I can't get myself out of this. But do it. Fucking BBC. Like, look at these sex dolls. Don't make sure you don't get tricked by one of them. You might slip and fall. <laughs> yeah, but they, you know, you can. I don't know. Maybe from a distance, you could be like, "Is that a human?" But yeah. definitely from up close, in a especially there is the right word animatronics of just like them like mechanically moving. They're still, I mean, certainly now, but I don't know about in the future. They're still at the point where you can tell that's not a human, but yeah, I think the whole like, Turing test is mostly to on like a phone call or something like that, I suppose. Yeah. And I think they've made some good headway on like robocalls uh, with the Turing test because I mean, clearly, and here's another thing to think about with AI, um, the Turing test really in my, I'm, I'm not educated super well on this, but in my mind, the Turing test is all relative because if let's just compare our like our generation to the older generation, 
you have these robocalls who are calling and have these kind of scripted answers to um, basically scripted answers to the human's response uh, when they answer. And they've been tricking old people basically into paying money for services and whatnot. But to the old person, those voices, these robot calls sound real and they seem convincing, right? But to us, we hear them when we're like, that doesn't make any sense. How about I ask you, um, do you like eggs and cheese for breakfast? And it just has no response to it. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. Robot call. You hang up, you know. But it, it really, I guess the Turing test really has to cover, if it's a true Turing test, it's got to cover a whole swath of people, you know. And it's got to be able to um, work on a bunch of different different people in different media too, mediums, sorry. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. I never thought about like different perspectives or like would hurt the tolerance of the robocalls. But I know I talked about previous another podcast where I got a call from a robot or something. And I was like, are you a robot? And she just like kind of laughed or I guess it laughed. Um, <laughs> it just laughed and said like, oh, do I really sound that bad today or something? And then it had like a couple other like alternate responses if I kept asking it. So it just got it's like it's fucking creepy to be honest. Like it's yeah. kind of it's so slimy. I mean, we could have a whole podcast on fucking spam calls, but it's Dude, so slimy, you know? These guys are bottom feeders. They're the worst parts of society. Like, they're far worse than any kind of um, telemarketer. It's like, it's really, it's, it's, it's dirty tricks that these guys are doing. And I've been getting, I, I think it's just a Tennessee thing, but I get a lot of, fake mail basically telling me to like refinance my home and saying that, you know, I've, um, I've, I owe property taxes and things like that, that, and they'll take away my house and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's fake. You know, I, I can tell it's fake because I, I get the, the same letter every two days, just different color. And there's people like old people who are getting tricked into this stuff because they're just not used to it. And I think that's like, it should be criminal that people can, do this and they're and they're coming from out of state too that's what's crazy um but anyways i'm kind of, we're kind of off my i'm getting on a soapbox i'm gonna step down from it now <laughs> well actually real quick with spam another cr- fucking criminal thing that's happening is i don't know if you ever saw like on craigslist or something or really anywhere even like maybe a good go fund me it seems like it's not too prevalent there but like they're say like they're they're pretend like they need help, like they lost their job, and all. I mean, I guess it's kind of like almost like uh, panhandlers, like uh, people trying to get money on the side, like yeah. if they're li- if they're lying about like, oh, I lost my job and I need a, you know, you know, uh, to buy a plane ticket back and all this type of stuff, and yeah. then mm-hmm. they they just like they just fucking feed into people's uh, generosity and like hospitality type of thing, but <clears throat> which is yeah. really fucked up. But um, so first of all. <laughs> Caleb is falling in love with a robot. Yeah. Is this guy fucking? I mean, I don't. I could never see myself do that. Like, that's I, the thing. So that's what's weird. And then I think this is a continue. But this, I think this is something noteworthy. But go ahead. No, I didn't really have much else. It's just like, uh, I, don't, I mean, <laughs> no offense to him, but I guess he's like, you know, and I don't. I don't mean this in a derogatory way because i was just recently single but i guess he's like single maybe he has never had a girlfriend type of thing and then also um 
uh, also in the movie they talk about how or Nathan discusses I don't know if this is what you're going to talk about but um, how he like played this all to Caleb so he like got some I, I guess he I forget how he identified Caleb it was something like he was smart but not he was like he had vulnerabilities and he like he said he <clears throat> looked into like what type of person he likes or girls he likes and that type of stuff and so he really like targeted Caleb so Caleb was kind of vulnerable in that sense I guess or weak in some areas and Ava and uh, Nathan took advantage, but still it's like, he's falling in love with a robot. Like, how do you, I mean, yeah. how's this going to, how's this going to end, man? I you think know? this is like, it's one of those things where <clears throat> this is, I think this is an interesting peek into artificial intelligence really, because um, I, one of my, so actually one of my, um, I hesitate to call her a friend. I went to college with her, and she was she lives in Nashville. I've hung out with her a couple of times. Uh, she works on AI, and uh, I'm going to bring this full circle here. But AI is very hard to get to think like a human when it comes to problem solving um, and processing large uh, amounts of data at one time. It's AI is really good when you give it a specific task and give it very specified left and right limits um and because of that like it's it's very good at getting those specific jobs done and the one that she he built uh this nathan guy built uh it was really meant on a very narrow path basically how it could how could it manipulate this guy into believing he's real well, he like you said, like you brought up, he um, he had some vulnerabilities that she was able to crack, but more so um, when you think about being uh, like he he was kind of secluded for this week, like he didn't really have much interaction with anybody else. He had interaction with the robots and interaction with Nathan. Um, and when you're in a scenario and you've been in this scenario for a very long time, you kind of take on that. Uh, it becomes normalized and you, it's hard to kind of think or see any other way. Think about um, like POWs. Uh, eventually, or you could even say POWs were people in jail, you know. Uh, eventually, after so long in that environment, you forget that there's a whole other world outside or whole other world outside um, of your small little world. So you're just kind of going through um, in this kind of micro universe, if you will. Um, just going on a day to day, you forget everything around you. So because of that, I could see how maybe he didn't fall in love, but he was so convinced that, um, and I, and I almost don't like, I think there was probably, there's some sexual attraction because the way she was built, like she's built as a curvy, um, she's a beautiful face. Um, so that part, like, yeah, okay, whatever. And to your to your credit, like you were saying, like if it's a doll, like there's no way this this technology has made it that far. But in the movie, it had. Um, so he's in he's in this he's in a secluded environment. She's playing off his emotions, and he sees her as being physically attractive. And I think what was really the seller was that not that she was human but that she had her own emotions and she could portray that she did not appreciate being abused. 
um, and didn't like she had a way of telling and feeling that she didn't deserve to be basically locked up in this holding cell and not able to experience these things that she quote unquote longs to experience, you know? So I think it's a kind of a whirlwind. I think he kind of got caught up in the game, just like um, I'd say, just like many grifters. Um, there's I actually just heard on NPR. I know I'm talking kind of long on this, but uh, there's been multiple stories of uh, basically con artists who trick people into believing this entire lie, which on the outside, it seems like preposterous that this person could just fall for fall in love with somebody they've met, you know, maybe once if they're lucky, but maybe somebody they met online. But it's essentially the same thing, you know. Um, they built the lie up so well that the person basically becomes encapsulated in it. And spoiler alert, Ava encapsulated him in this lie so much so that he actually became encapsulated in this um this manufacturing area and she was able to escape and he was not able to escape so i just kind of took a a real bit a big circle um but i can understand how and it even though it doesn't make sense on the why but i could definitely see ai one day especially when you're targeting somebody's very specific niche uh, very specific niches um you could get somebody like that you know if it was yeah, no, that was all good, and I can definitely see how he would feel that way in terms of, like, he at least wants her to escape because he feels bad. I mean, I would like to think, I mean, not as, I, even taking uh, or excluding the fact that he got tricked and then he got locked in there, <clears throat> just him wanting to her to escape, I think I would, I don't know, it would be tough, I mean, Obviously, her being like lifelike and human-like, and like him treating her badly, I think I would, I would like to think I would still could still surmount that and be like, well, she's just a robot. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point of the whole thing is like he like thinks of her as a real thing, and then, but still, yeah. falling in love was kind of weird. But then yeah. my, this is maybe a smaller question, but how did she like power herself? Because what I mean, so the movie, I mean, understandably ends with her just like walking she always said she wanted to like go to a busy street corner and just like look around that's kind of how it ends but like what is she gonna do you know what i mean and then how long can she like charges you know yeah exactly i mean i'm it seems like she could probably figure it out but that's probably just gonna end badly like uh (laughs) (laughs) she's just like melted on the side of the corner like street yeah did you ever see that um they made somebody made this robot i want to say it was in europe or something and it was basically just a hitchhiking robot that basically, you know, like if somebody like ran into it or like, you know, saw it, it would like tell them like, hey, I'm just trying to see how far I can go. Like that's what the scientist's goal was. So people like helped it along. And then as soon as it got to like Philadelphia, it just got like destroyed and like thrown on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> of course, leave it to some Philly people. Yeah. It got, like, yeah. <laughs> what are like, you doing over here, robot? Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Oh, this is a baseball bat. Please, I am only trying to experiment with human kindness. Here's human kindness for you. <laughs> a baseball bat to the fucking head. <laughs> to the dome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Philly World Champs 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. So that just kind of shows how unprepared we are, I think, for that type of thing. But yeah. 
So, and then, actually, I guess this uh, leads well into how Nathan got fucked up by the, uh, not really too fucked up, but he got, you know, killed by the robots. And we haven't even talked about the Asian, um, uh... The Asian robot. Yeah, and so she's, like, an assistant, and they did a good job in the movie of, like, pretending like she was human and she could only speak Chinese, but then... You know, it turns out she's a robot, too. So that was even more, like, kind of like the Turing test, I guess, yeah. even for, like, the audience, even. Yeah. I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's one part where Nathan has sex with her, and it's like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, but also, you wouldn't want to try, like, if this, if he designs, I mean, I'd try some robot pussy. <laughs> If it's that good, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I might be on a little but <laughs> is that I don't I don't even know how the mechanics of that would work, but no no it's probably got some, it's probably got some like crazy doohickey down there. It can fucking swirl gawk and <laughs> and clean up after itself, dude. Oh my Dive, god. Dip and dodge, yeah. So <laughs> So but and it's like it, I, there's more and more questions on top of each other. It's like, Nathan, how long was he down there for? I mean, as, apart from the fact, like, how is he getting food, water, and all that type of stuff? I guess he gets shipments, but um, yeah, so a, he must be he must be going to Amazon drones, dude. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had a nice fucking house too. That was yeah. that was cool. But um, but that Asian robot ends up like so so Nathan. Um, he secludes, like, kind of, you know, imprisons Ava and, you know, kind of controls that. But then the Asian one, he lets, like, help him and, like, um, be free. So, I don't know. Again, I guess maybe it's to your point of being comfortable or whatever. But it's, like, how does he – he trusts them to just, like, walk – I mean, she's, like, using knives to, like, cut things and stuff like that. And he's just, like, trusting that she won't, like, try to escape or, like, kill him or something like that. Yeah. She, he might have also gave and given her like in my so my reasoning in that I think he gave her a level of code that makes her very subservient. It's her her goal is not to trick anybody or develop any mental pathways to uh, uh, basically to have free thinkingness, I guess, or have free thought. Where Ava had enough free thought where she could manipulate people and get what she or and gave her basically a drive. Like and her drive to escape, or her drive to escape was part of her person, her perceived personality, allowing her to basically develop false emotion for um, Colin or not Colin, Caleb. But like in my like, if I was going to argue, he probably gave her just enough code to like be able to have sex, cook, and you know, <laughs> be a good you know servant. <laughs> you know. Uh yeah, and then, but. So when the or when Ava gets free, the Asian robot goes down there too, and they have this little part where Ava uh, whispers to the Asian robot, "You can't hear it." But I guess that's like her. They're the movie's way of saying like she like made it so that this Asian robot can turn on him, and then because the Asian, so Nathan's fighting Ava, and he ends, actually ends up like, um, I guess getting the advantage. And then the Asian woman gets up behind him and just stabs him in the back, literally. I uh, think, so. yeah, that that sounds familiar. So maybe like, to my maybe my point was is all moot at that point. Yeah, it was just that that whole scene was odd. Like 
they didn't like stab him very violently. He just kind of like took this thing and just pushed it into him. I was like, oh fuck, dude, that looks yeah. painful. Fuck that, yeah. dude. If you're gonna stab me, stab me. I'm not trying to get like a a rod just like pushed into me like a machine, you know? Very, yeah. Very odd. They. So I wonder how they were. How they kind of came about that too, because the robot, like, do you? I don't know. Does she have programming where she knows how to stab someone? I guess it's kind of obvious, but it just seems, I don't know. That I didn't even think about that. That kind of seems like a little bad place. Like, would you just know how to use a knife type of thing? But yeah, yeah they, they fuck him up. Um, the Asian one gets destroyed, I think, by Nathan. Nathan doesn't make it out, and then, yeah, Ava basically walks away unscathed. Actually, the really, the really stupid part, not stupid, but kind of the movie took a little bit of maybe liberties here and it's mm-hmm. kind of creepy was Ava ends up like using the other, like the previous doll versions and like putting skin on herself. I don't know how that yeah. technology works. And then it kind of like seals up perfectly. Yeah. Uh, but then the creepy part was Caleb watched her the entire time yeah. and then she just walks away. And then that's how she ends up like, I guess maybe unintentionally or uncaringly locks him in the room. So if he had just like walked away or like stayed with her, he would have just been fine, you know, but maybe, yeah, it could have been one of those things where he was like, Oh, cause she, that's right. She was changing and he was just kind of like in awe. And then next thing you know, um, she just left him. That's right. And it locked. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That was, ah. there's so many, there's a lot of, I think this, this is one of those things that are, I, I feel like those cautionary tales. Um, there's a lot of movies out there. Like you look at Terminator, uh, you look at, uh, <laughs> like, uh, really just like zombie movies like a lot of just create not sure there there's people have taken you know poetic license with things but there's a lot of cautionary tales in movies that simply because they they bring up thoughts that you that are probably less people people just don't normally think about um if what happens if you have ai like this you know is this something that one of them could potentially do uh, if you get if you have time travel, would it be good to send a robot back and try to save people or would he just destroy people? I don't know. Uh, if you give a robot a gun and like, hey, you're good at shooting things here, go shoot stuff. And he just starts going hammer on everybody around him. You know what? Like they bring up interesting questions. And I think I think this the, these kind of movies are good mental exercises in philosophy and just thinking about how to how what potential problems could we have with ai like this we like to think about oh one day it'll be cool if we had robots who could just interact with you think i robot just normal day to day but what happens when one of them has a bad piece of code in it um yeah but the and, and the crazy part too is how did we i mean you know it's like the i forget how you describe it but the whole like um if you create something at some point they're going to become you know uh or they're going to try to play god you know and like try to create new things and stuff but how do we like i mean obviously we don't know you and i don't know how to do this because we're not smart in the computer science or whatever but how do you code something to think free like us like understanding yeah i don't understand that either you know what i mean because because at this point right now i mean i'm sure in mit they're doing some crazy shit as we speak but like for the most part, everything everything is only as good as what we coded, right? But yeah, 
and Elon Musk talked about the thing you were talking about where, um, you know, how do we deal with um, robot? Like, you know, robots are coming and all this AI is coming. So we have to augment with it. Otherwise, we're going to get left in the dust, maybe literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you I mean, Hiroshima worldwide. <laughs> I always think about that like, I, I, you know, I like the Google Assistant or whatever, maybe Siri or something like that, where it's like, oh, that was really creepy. I just said that and my Google Assistant turned on. Um, but, nope. <laughs> but, but, Meanwhile, uh, I got Siri listening to me all the time. Yeah, I just, just, just like, and, sorry to cut you off. Like, so if it's an option where you can turn Hey Siri on and off, like that's going to make a difference. It's listening to me all the time. It's just choosing to respond or not. It's playing the long game. Yeah, and that's the, God, like Mark Zuckerberg and all those fucks that are, you know, <laughs> basically just using our data. It's just like, like, oh my what the, like, what the fuck, man? You know, it's just like, I mean... I understand. I mean, certainly greed and all that type of stuff with like trying to find find our, um, you know, likes with products and all this type of stuff. But they they've just like taken it to no, you know, no ends. I mean, I'm glad for that. Uh, what was it, Cambridge Analytica or whatever that finally like kind of. It was almost. I mean, that and uh, what's his name, Edward Snowden. You know, I mean, some of the stuff was bad, I suppose, with him. But uh, for the most part, like just like you know people were just going crazy with it like and yeah. nobody knew what was happening and somebody like said hey what the fuck's going on here and that made us realize like we gotta manage this but it's just yeah, crazy hard to get into deep dude the path yeah. to hell is paved with good intentions as we said <laughs> you know like they're, they're yeah, like they're, think about it you know they're they're trying to make it more efficient that you can like so me and you are talking let's 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 do a test something that i don't like at all Paintbrushes. I'm gonna. We're talking about paintbrushes right now. I need you to say paintbrushes out loud. Paintbrushes. Okay. Now, in the next couple days, probably let's say the next day, if we start seeing things regarding paintbrushes, <laughs> we know we're in too deep. But that being yeah. said, yeah, yeah, um, people have people have uh, verified that test. It's fine. yeah. So like so let's say we're talking about paint like man I need I really need to paint my house I got these paint brushes but I I need this one specific one so I can go so the idea is that you know uh, we'll just say Amazon it now says hey you were just talking about this this is probably something that you want to buy and then you're like oh that is something I want to buy click and it's at my door I don't have to go search for it I don't have to think about it it just goes um, so. Like, sure, that's all great, but when you take it to the extreme, just like, I think this is something that you have to always look at with just about everything. You kind of play the what-if game, but you got to take it to the extreme. And I think uh, Black Mirror does a great job of this, is taking these things that are meant with good intention and just seeing, push the envelope to see how far it really goes, just to see what are some of the potential negative sides of this. And I think just us talking, giving away data all the time is one of those things. Yeah, and then what I was getting to before was, like, I just, it's just a, well, one thing is, like, we're on the cusp where it's, like, we rely on some technology and AI, but it's just not good enough, you know, Yeah. <laughs> where sometimes it's nice, like, if I'm driving, 
I'm like totally against and everybody should be like, you know, texting and driving or like, you know, getting distracted because no, it's just like, it's just like when people say they're good at drunk driving or something like that. It's like, yeah. no, nobody's fucking good at, the, you know, like, or texting and driving. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But so I would use my phone if I really had to send a text or like if I was stopped or something, I'd just be like, um, hey, without saying, without actually saying it, like I would talk to it and be like, send a text to luxury saying i'm in route you know and it would just yeah. send it and then i'd be good you know but i really want to get to the level and i'm sure we're aiming for that or going to get to it where like elon musk was talking about it's almost like implanted in your brain or, or like connected somehow so you could just think like hey text luxury this and it would just oh do, god you know? <laughs> uh, if that happens i won't be signing up for it i'll maybe i may be way behind the power curve but I will not be signing up for something like that, man. <laughs> that, so you, I, already, you already signed up. You just didn't know it. You know, you know. Yeah, this is where this is where Black Mirror teaches us all of us. <laughs> hopefully, don't do that shit. <laughs> don't fall for the hype, dude. Yeah, there's some there's some people who believe um like things like that are um, apologies in advance, listeners. If you hear a bunch of clicking, I'm trying to get a. One of my devices that I'm connected to all working, but um, I so like uh, my girlfriend was telling me that um, I don't know if it was her parents or somebody else was like was kind of believing that like you've heard of the Mark of the Beast, yeah? Yep. Oh, so, monster. What's that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, like the Mark of the Beast, basically like being like one day there's going to be. Um, you know, the resurrection is going to happen and there's going to be a, a huge war. And the if you have the mark of the beast, that's basically going to mean like you're on the um, you're on the devil's side, essentially. Um, and they they believe this is not going to get a lot of people like to think it's the triple six is the mark of the beast. But a lot of people are saying now, at least these not conspiracy theories, but um, kind of, I don't know, just people who have this thought um, that. In future, it may be just some kind of chip that, you know, they convince us to implant in ourselves because it's going to be, you know, I don't know, a GPS chip or it's one of those chips that you just talked about where you can just think it and it goes. And um, to their point, you know, if if they can convince enough people where that happens and then that is truly the this mark of the beast, if you will, um, it's it, it can be it can lead to interesting things. But. That's a, that was just a thought I had because um, some I've heard I've heard of some people believing that that's the the mark of the beast is going to be some kind of te- technology that we hang on to um, if we just voluntarily terribly join Satan's army I guess you say. But. Yeah, and going back to like the consciousness or that mark of the beast thing is actually very interesting. Um, maybe we should have a podcast on that by itself. Yeah, but, I'd have to do um, some research. Yeah. But the whole consciousness thing, yeah, I just don't get how people can uh, basically program like with us, like essentially making it, like inventing it, um, and giving it code for it. Like, how do you code in thinking? You know. But if that ever did happen, I mean, surely no one wants to be uh, a servant or subservient. Is that the right word to other people or to something yeah. else? Right. So like. Uh, 
if we like have these robots and they're like a bunch better than us, but we're like, no, you tell, I tell you what to do type of thing. They're going to be like, nah, I don't think, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah I'm, done. <laughs> I'm done taking orders from you. you know? Yeah. So, and again, it's one of those things where I think we're just like, nobody's regulating it. So if we go too fast, before you know it, it's going to happen and, you know, we didn't see it coming and then it's too late type of thing, which yeah. I always think about, like, if, you know, we've had Terminator and all this type of stuff for so long, <laughs> if it actually happens, that's going to be the most fucking embarrassing. That'll be the last. Oh, thing oh my God. Ever yeah, did. it'll be the last thing we ever did. Fuck. Yeah. Because like, I mean, think about like robots versus us. Like they are like a hundred percent. I mean, you know, depending on what we do with them or whatever, but. They can be like a hundred percent precise. They don't, you know, get tired. They don't get distracted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just fucking ridiculousness, you know? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It'll just be straight up embarrassing. And like we've literally had people just making cautionary tales for entertainment. <laughs> like we've had nothing but like how-to books and movies on what not to do. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there's, there's some alien species out there. There's some alien species out there roving around the moon. Maybe we should go see if it, see what's happening. And then all of a sudden you got fucking aliens popping out your chest. <laughs> spitting acid. Yeah, that, that was a good idea, dude. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but on a side note, um, I was listening to a, I think it was Neil Armstrong, and they actually had a lot, like NASA back in the 70s, uh, or 60s and 70s had like developed some protocol if they encountered some kind of odd bacteria or um, you know alien like basically a lockdown procedure and what they're going to do if you know they like a, a, one of the astronauts came back with like this weird contaminant that would like zombify you or something like they actually thought about that which is pretty wild and how do you get on how do you get in charge or how do you get put on the team of people who think of that stuff, you know? Yeah, and then I, I always think about the um, the science, like with this kind of stuff, with the, the scientists in Europe or something who wanted to make like a mini black hole. It's like, uh, wh- what? What? <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay, let's make a mini black hole, then all of us get sucked into it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you mean like make the thing that – never ends and always like sucks in everything until you know the end of the you know universe or something but yeah, the destroyer uh, of worlds We're then again, there, i mean i would like to think that there are people like you said who like think about those types of things and yeah how do you be one of those things but also what if you like you know you could think about those things and then you're like oh shit i forgot to add in that other thing because <laughs> <laughs> you imagine they're like, hey. They're uh, like, oh, yeah, I thought of everything, and then they forget one thing. Like, oh, make sure you don't leave the door open for more than 0.3 seconds. They're like, what? One thousand, two thousand. How did I forget? It's like, <laughs> and we're all doomed. Yeah, they're like, hey, Greg, did you, you remember to add in that code that I gave you, right? He's like, what code? It's like, ah! <laughs> you missed the email? Like, yeah. It did. Oh, it got sent to my junk. No! <laughs> <laughs> The robot, the robots deleted it or something on purpose. Yeah. We've been waiting our time and we finally had it. This is where they're like, this is where preparation meets opportunity. <laughs> uh, it's like teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> <laughs> they 
there's no I in team, but there is <laughs> I in robot. I think we already talked about this, but the only other point I had was going back to Ex Machina was uh, <laughs> Caleb. I think you kind of uh, spoke to it already, but it's fun. It's odd to me that Nathan like un- underestimated them or didn't have like a kill off switch of like yeah. if they ever did escape and like go after him, you know. Um, but as you said, like he probably set them to a certain code. But I guess the point of the movie is like they kind of like overcame some of what he was like trying to hold them to. But you would think he would have like had like. I don't know, some kind of gun or like a net or something like I don't know. You, you would like to <laughs> like Scooby Doo net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he took the you know proper precautions, and this might be the cautionary tale as well. Uh, he took the proper precautions by he he made the certain code. He didn't really invite too many other people over. He had them all locked down in that like basically unbreakable um, uh, fortress. You know, the one, the one, um, not outlier, I get what's the word, but the one variable that he couldn't really account for was the human interaction that Nathan had. And I think this, that is kind of one of the, I think, saving graces, if you will, when it comes to this whole um, robot um, mentality thing is no matter what, a robot can never be a human Um and at the end of the day, whether the, the robot, sure, it may have faster reaction time. It may have um, be able to move super fast. It may be, have unreal strength, but it can't replicate the human ingenuity, you know. Um, and that's a, that was a variable that ended up being Nathan's demise that this guy would fall in love. He, he would make a he would make this robot so good that he made um, basically a problem for himself not because of himself, but for another human to create. Yeah, it's and another thing that's crazy, too, is that he's so fucking smart. Or oh, actually, speaking of data, uh, or stealing data, Nathan talks about how he made Ava's brain so smart by, like, taking all, like, everybody's data because everybody's, like, connected to the, the blue book or, the, you know, the Google equivalent. And he just, like, set in code there where he just, like, sucks in everybody's data and, like, I guess... Ava was able like or Ava's brain like synthesizes it and all that type of stuff but um shit what were we saying her we're being able to escape human. oh yeah her being able to escape and like he made that program that he couldn't uh what was it saying oh he couldn't he couldn't it was it automatically went to his demise right yeah <clears throat> yeah and it, I, it's crazy to me that he'd like I mean, I guess he did it on purpose in the sense of he wanted to make sure, like, not too many people knew about the project. But that also was his problem, too, right? It's like, if no, like, he could have had other smart people helping him. I guess he was just, he's just so intelligent, like fucking Mark Zuckerberg or something, where he's just got to yeah. do it all on, his, all on his own and nobody else can, like, help him out. But that would have obviously helped him as well. But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wonder. Like, what do you think the first... So, let's say we make a robot who could be a human. What What's, like, the first thing we're going to do with them? Are we going to, like... I don't know, maybe make them be... Actually, I guess maybe you could use them... It would be a good idea to use them as, like, space exploration, huh? 
Yeah, I think that I think that would be a smart usage of them. But what I think people will do with them, I think uh, I think we'll use them for warfare. Oh yeah, of course. Doesn't I think matter. that's I think yeah I think that's going to be the first thing that happens. Um, and so like you kind of have this is the thing, and this is a not a this is kind of not a plug, and it's not a cautionary tale. But uh, we, I think we talked about this before, DARPA or Defense Applied Research Project Agency. I believe that's what it stands for. But they're always short, like they're right now trying to basically figure out ways to make, you know, self-driving cars. Um, and essentially they're there to like they're they're working on hypersonic um, vehicles for quote unquote payloads um, of different things, whatever the government quote unquote wants to put as a payload, you know. Um, so like there's there's people who are doing this uh, and they kind of mirror the civilian side. You know, you have, um, you know, Elon Musk who makes these, you know, SpaceX rockets or whatever thing. But DARPA is also kind of congruently working specifically for the government to make these kind of projects. So I could definitely see somebody basically you have on one hand this uh, like they've made this humanoid robot who can be a space explorer. And then you have this DARPA humanoid robot who's a space destroyer. Who's like just be able to infill out of nowhere from space, drop into some specified area and just wreck shop, you know? Yeah, that should be crazy. And then, and also, I guess they could also, you know, a lot of fears is like they would replace a lot of our jobs, but, but hopefully people would be able to, and I, I think one of the, um, one of the famous like tech CEOs in the world talked about how like we like humans should try to get more technical and do things that robot can't essentially to like a future proof our like job securities. <laughs> yeah. Like for because, like are you saying like for instance like being able to be an auto detailer or like paint very specific things that you know a human wants instead of just being like, oh yep, do that. And it's like, okay, make it Well, I suppose so, but also like, you know, be able to be able to be the one who like creates robots or like smart enough to make make the next Google or the next smartphone because you know robots probably aren't gonna be able to do that right away but they're gonna be able to like you know um, I don't mean to minimize anybody's job but like they'll be able to do like labor jobs you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. like just like just like they do in like uh, automaker floors you know people used to all put on the parts themselves but now the robots the robot arms do that and I suppose yeah. in a sense that's better for like um, certainly for the company but also for um, people's safety I suppose mm-hmm. but it does take some jobs but hopefully they get shifted somewhere else yeah. but yeah <clears throat> Um, do you have anything else on that? Uh, honestly, no. I mean, we talked about, I, I think we explored some of the, just, I guess, pitfalls of AI. And really, I think this is a pretty good one in the fact that we talked about entertainment and just some of the, uh, just human interactions. Like, and we find it, you know, really hard to believe that this could happen. But um, I think that's kind of the pitfall that we have as humans like it can never happen to us you know not to say that this would happen but i think it was a good exercise and just talking about some of the odd things that you don't really think about and relationships with robots that have already happened uh and it's only going to get not say that this is a 
this is the main point, but it could it can and probably will only get worse and brings up some interesting thoughts on how can how can we avoid basically be our demise be or having our demise be to the product that we created. <gasps> yeah, that was good. And then actually sorry, I forgot one point was usually oh usually the one of the rules of robots is they can't hurt humans, but uh looks like that didn't work out too well, huh? No. No, like it wasn't I think Isaac Asimov's uh three rules for robotics, I think. Uh I think he I think he made I think it's three rules. I don't remember. Let me look real quick and so I'm not just spewing some shit out there. Yeah. Actually Walken talked this about is, that in our AI podcast. I forgot what it was. We need, I, uh, I know one of them's one of them's you can't hurt, and maybe the other one well, we'll let you look it up. No, you can go ahead. I think the other one was uh you have to listen to the human or something like that, or um and it can't come or Maybe it's like you can't hurt the owner and you can't the owner can't tell you to hurt somebody else and then they have to follow the rules unless it conflicts with rule one and two. Yep. So I think you hit the nail on the head. So from again, this this is what it says from his I guess his book. And these are these are introduced in nineteen forty two, by the way. Um pretty wild. But uh, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Two, a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders conflict with the first law. And a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> that's interesting that it can't. Um, due to inaction, it also can't hurt somebody. That's that's very uh, interesting. Yeah, it would be uh, you know, it. Imagine that being just a law for humans. You know, that's uh, a. <laughs> how, 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 how does that work? You know, how does that? How do you allow that? That's a. Uh, I, I mean, I guess that's essentially what we're looking at right now in humanity, anyways. So. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? So, like, if you look at it, you know, you're just uh, walking around day to day, replace robot with human. A human may not injure a human being through inaction or allow or through action or inaction. Like, you're not supposed to you're if you're a good person, you're not supposed to just let somebody just get run over by a train. Right. um, right. Because you're not supposed to do it. you're supposed to like a, ro- a human is supposed to obey the orders given by other humans. So like, let's say a police officer, you're supposed to listen to what the police officer says and do it or your boss or whatever. Um, and you also must protect, protect your own existence. So as long as it doesn't conflict with the first or second law. So you should probably, you should, you're supposed to protect your life. Uh, so long to your best of your ability, as long as it doesn't involve hurting another, you know, human or, but that's where kind of, it gets kind of, iffy but it can always be played you know like if you're in if you're in battle you know you're not supposed to kill people unless like they're hurting they're trying to actively hurt you which invariably they are um so yeah and that's we could go into the whole thing of um uh maybe at sos you saw this of like when they were trying to figure out how self-driving cars would work or i i forget it's a philosophical um kind of mind exercise of like the train with like going on the um 
the people on the tracks, and then if you switch the track, you can hit, like kill three more people or something like that. Have you yeah. ever saw that before? Yeah, yeah. it's either kill five people or kill you know twenty. Yeah. Like you kill you kill five people that you know on the train, or you kill you know one person who has no clue what's going to happen to them. Yeah, um, and that you have to take the action to basically kill people, but less people. Yeah, uh, you have to you have to pick which one which one makes more sense, you know. Yeah, and they apparently they're doing all that type of stuff with self driving cars because they're saying like, okay, if there's two people in the walkway but the car's not going to stop, do you hit them or do you swerve or does the car swerve <clears throat> and hit like one person on the side, you know, the sidewalk or something that's yeah, obviously yeah. not expecting it, and then like all those different situations and that's obviously very tough, but yeah. Man, self-driving cars. We, uh, I can't go too deep into this. I won't come out. But, uh, <laughs> dude, that shit's gonna be like. Imagine, it's always crazy to me thinking about like we were born in this time, and obviously this is like the furthest we've gone with technology, and it's like nice to be, you know, th- at this point because of how good technology is. But obviously, you know, getting born. You know, 70 years from now will be much better. But imagine like growing up and all you know is self-driving cars. And just like that idea of like you jump in the car, it drives you there. No problem. There are like rare, like if ever rarely any accidents like in the world, like nobody gets hurt by them and all this type of stuff. Just crazy. I I don't know if I want to live. I think I'm I think I'm kind of born for this time. I might have been born a little bit too late because I'm all about just doing wild stuff i guess <laughs> uh i want to you know drive cars you know fly airplanes do crazy stuff do stuff that probably is on the not so safe side um just you know, live i guess yeah absolutely i never thought about that in the terms of like soon it's going to become where there are, gonna, there are no cockpits for anybody and there's no like driver's seats for anybody like taking the controls it's gonna be like no we trust the robot more than we trust you you know yeah that's gonna mm-hmm. be interesting <clears throat> that's crazy yeah. to think about. and it's crazy to think about we're gonna automate all this in the sense of like it almost takes away obviously the human aspect of it but it takes away uh i don't know how to say it just makes it so mundane and like ubiquitous and common you know what i mean yeah but at the same time, like people always say, time is money. I, I think we're gonna go into a rabbit hole, try to keep it outside <laughs> of <finish up. laughs> But you know, people say time is money, so I think some of the proponents say it'll give you time to, you know, like thirty extra minutes to do some more work on the way right. to work, or give you thirty minutes extra to spend with your family because you're not gonna have to worry about driving because you can now put your makeup on a car, you can shave, you can. Um, make sure your assistant is all good with stuff so that's what i, I hear people say um i'm still yeah, at the mindset be, yeah that's gonna be a rough time huh like or when are you gonna feel comfortable um letting your car drive for you and you're doing like homework or something in the fucking in the car not even looking at the road you know what i mean yeah it's uh yeah it's gonna be odd i think once you, it just takes some getting used to i mean hell my my truck um it's got some pretty good there and nowadays there's even better within the last three years since it came out but like my my car um will pretty much drive itself um it stays within the, like if i take my hands off the wheel it'll stay within the lines um 
I've driven a couple rental cars when we've been um, taking work trips that will break for their own. Like it, it doesn't have like the Tesla where it drives itself, but it'll break on its own. It keeps itself in the center lines. It, it speeds up, slows down. Um, oh, like um, adaptive cruise control kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, to be honest, you're not too far off from that point. It's just a yeah. Of how how much do you really trust it? You know. Yeah, and I mean, and from trust... what I hear. I was gonna say, from what I hear, Tesla's like it's pretty trustworthy, or it was a couple of years ago until um, I think I, I can't remember if it was Tesla or I think it was Tesla and one of the Google cars killed somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then um, again, we won't go too far, but uh, the Cybertruck came out recently with Tesla, like uh, ugly. Never... <laughs> yeah, but I think. Unless somebody was like making a joke, or because I think it's only gonna, it's going to come out in maybe a year or something like that, but um, it has, I believe it has um, self-driving is the main point, and then manual driving is optional in the sense of like a human driving is optional package, and yeah. the main the main feature of it is to drive itself, which is fucking yeah. Up. We if you, I don't know if you got to look, I, I took a quick look because I was like. That looks really ugly, but I want to see what it looks like on the inside. And essentially, that's what it, the controls. That's what it looked like. Um, the steering yeah. wheel. The steering mm-hmm. wheel looked more like a yoke in an airplane. Yeah, um, it just has that little like paddle. Yeah, so it's it's almost like it's it's not very. It wouldn't be very intuitive to drive. So uh, I could definitely see where that would come to like where it could come into play like that. It, it doesn't look like it's very ergonomic and purposely so because it probably doesn't want you to drive. But if that's the case, what's the point of having a truck anyways? Yeah. You, know, you can't just, like, uh, hit go from point A to point B and then go off-roading with it, you know? It doesn't work like that. That's not the point. Yeah. Um, what's then, the point? Uh, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess just being able to obviously move some shit, but, yeah, it's, you're going to lose all, like, the sport and utility of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> At that point, you might as well just take a Model S and – Make it an El Camino, you know? Yeah. And so going back to the previous point of, you know, we're not going to be able to fly or drive. I guess it's going to become a thing where you're re- the, like, you'd have to go to like a recreation area or something like that in order to, <laughs> to get like a car where it has a steering wheel and stuff like that. That'd be yeah. fucking, that'd be crazy. Like that, that'd be like a date or something like that. Like, let's go off roading or like, let's drive a <laughs> car, you know? Like, yeah. Geez. Like there's got there's something like that now that we do surely um yeah we're just like what it, like like horseback riding that's one everybody used to drive ride horseback right yeah uh, that's true and now it's like uh like it's a thing we've almost gone I think we might have talked about this before but we've kind of gone in reverse you know back in the early um 20th century it was a luxury no pun intended to have a car and everybody commuted via horse now it's a luxury to have a horse and everybody commutes by car. Yeah, it's very interesting. But, I don't know. That's all I got, really. Um, before yeah. we get, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go too deep. Okay. Um, well, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yep. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.